This is the 2TM News Podcast with Jack Howard and Tim Coates. Thanks to Supersteel. If it's happened in the news over the last week, you'll hear Jack and Tim discuss it right here on the 2TM News Podcast. Thanks to Supersteel Tamworth, providing quality steel products, excellent customer service, along with cutting, bundling and prompt delivery. There's steel and then there's Supersteel. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 2TM News Podcast. I'm Jack Howard and this time he is sitting next to me. It's good afternoon to Tim Coates. How are you? Yeah, good thanks Jack. Um, another exciting episode coming ahead and we've got a, a spare wheel on a motorbike so to speak. Yeah, we are. We're very excited to have the Peter Huxley from The Morning Show joining us. G'day Pete. G'day Jack. G'day Tim. Hope you're both well. Yeah, look we are and you've had some interesting guests so we're going to play some of that in this footage of what we do today. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it's been a very interesting week, but let's all start with Gunnandar and Agquip. Another Agquip has come and gone, done and dusted would probably be an appropriate uh, term to use. It was quite dusty out there, but Pete, I'll start with yourself. You've never been to an Agquip before. What did you think of it? I was surprised how big it actually was. The 3,000 uh, people, there 3,000 people selling stuff and trading stuff and getting leads. It was really a great celebration, I think. Um, people were really smiling to get out there. I saw a rain dance being done out there as well, which was just fantastic. It's just a just goes to show there's so much spirit left in the place out here. What impressed me the most was Kate Nugent, her passion for this thing and, and the way she gets it done and her the way she speaks with such authority about this is just incredible and she was really inspiring. Uh, I spoke to her, uh, Sal and I spoke to her in the lunchtime show and it was just incredible to see the passion. She's an absolute saint, I reckon. She is and she must have a very good team around her, 1,200 1, sites all fully booked and uh, it's testing times for the agriculture industry so a very big congratulations to her her team but it was a real testament to the agricultural sector wasn't it tim yeah but it is but it's all got links back to the radio station here bal marketing max ellis and the whole thing going forward correct so, yeah you know roots of of that come back to here as well so two things happen almost at once agquip and the country music festival uh higginbotham's left a legacy you still can't jump over yeah. yeah, exactly right, exactly right, and it's just getting bigger and bigger too, isn't it? Yeah, and we're very proud to obviously have played a key role in both of those two ones, and they're keys for our economy now, both the Country Music Festival and what it does here in Tamworth, but Gunnedah thrives and really needs Agquip, and you know, the sales on the sites may not have been up as much as previous years, but you know, Gunnedah itself was still full, it was still booming, and they tried something a little bit new this year, Tim. Yeah, look, they did some nighttime activity, and I guess you've got to look at those core events, Pete, and, and, mm. and it doesn't matter where you come from. You come from a different area, obviously, geographically, originally, but uh, you've got to get the spin-off. Like, if there's one event, let's look at what the spin-off can be. And, you know, country music this year, if the rivers are dry... We've talked about this, Jack. I know I started out as a joke, but it's not actually a joke. Let's look at doing something in a riverbed and let's having some sand and having a beach party for country music. That's a great idea. But look, what uh, Agquip did, they did Nightquip is what we're yep. talking about there. And predominantly they had a, a carnival theme in the main street and they extended trading business hours, which is a great move considering... Well, people who come for Agquip and are staying in Gunnedah, they're out on the field all three days in business trading hours. So a fantastic move by council. Apparently it was very well received. Yeah, look, and you had the race meeting on the Monday to, to start it all off for the people who were there and set up, go out to the Jockey Club. Jockey Club were involved in Nightquip. Chamber of Commerce were involved in Nightquip. 
um, you know, full credit to them. I think they just got to make dollars while the sun shines. Yeah. Correct. There's 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 no other reason why you wouldn't want to do that. I think it's fantastic, and they'll be looking at doing adding more things to that as well. Just like the beach party is your idea for the country music festival. There's more things we can do at Agquip as well. I reckon, and uh, like when the when the world hands you lemons, you make lemonade, as they say, and uh, I think they're doing that really well out at Gunnar. That's yeah, a great yeah, point. Kitchener Park or Kitchener Oval or Wolseley Park. Yeah. Why can't they be doing some sort of a bigger concert and, and making a party of it on the last night? Well, what there you go, Jamie. Free, free idea. Speaking mm. of Jamie, I called up with the Gunnedah Mayor, Jamie Chaffee, to have his take on what he thought of Agquip 2019. It's a great show of support from those, uh, those companies, I guess, that have been around for many generations and have supported agricultural business, businesses right throughout Australia through that time. So it's great to see more than 3,000 businesses have again supported Agquip and supported our agricultural businesses by turning up to Agquip, the 47th Agquip. He seems very excited, um, so that's great to see. What else has been happening, Jack? Yeah, well, look, uh, last thing on Agquip before we move on, Pete, is uh, one that came out in the back end of it. It was a bit of a quirky story and an interesting one, but a man is due to uh, appear in court after more than 100 prohibited firearms were seized from a stall at Agquip. Um, Police allege that 45 pistols, 18 air pistols, 42 submachine guns and one assault rifle were being offered for sale. Now, all of those were replica firearms. However, they're all still deemed to be prohibited items. So I thought I'd better quickly throw that one in there as we wrap up Agrip. A bit of an interesting way to finish day um, three of the festival. Let's just clarify, though, that Rural Press have taken action straight away. The person who booked the store won't be welcome back. Uh, and they'd sublet some space to this particular organisation. And, Pete, I don't know what you're like, but I can't tell the difference between a replica submachine gun and a real one. No, I can't either. Absolutely not. I've never seen one that I've not run away from. But what what I question there is, what why would you want a replica air pistol? <laughs> what use would you have for one of those? Well, we were saying earlier, what, what's the use of any of them rather than you know possibly robbing a bank or giving someone the impression that you have a gun? Yeah, look, and, and, and I'm more interested in what, what you thought of the steak sandwiches, to be honest, Pete. The steak sandwiches were fantastic. I went to and had a Ruby Devon, yep. uh, and they were absolutely unbelievable. We also had paella down there, and we ate snails. So, you know, you think we're just country so hicks up sluggish. here. Yeah. <laughs> they were sort of like oysters um, with a lot of garlic and butter. So I was a bit sceptical of them because the amount of garlic and butter on them, I thought, you know, that could make anything. You could you eat a brick with garlic and butter on it. Do you know why they put the butter on them? No. So they slide down. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't have thought they needed that. <laughs> yeah, let's just hope they don't come the other way. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> and what a fantastic way to finish off talking about Agquip, but really excited. And they're moving into their 50th years, only two to go before the big 50th celebration. So exciting space out there at Gunnedah. But we'll move on and just out of our district and down at Sydney for the New South Wales Parliament. It's been a very interesting week and it's like we can't go a whole week without talking about one of the wonderful or quirky or different things that Barnaby Joyce does in the week and this one's all of that. Yeah, look, I think, um, and it's interesting in the, the storm that's come around it, his colleague's opinion, his state colleague's opinion, ugh, his involvement in other things. Um, so, you know, it's quirky though. With Barnaby, they want him to put up money for dam projects. 
um, but we don't want him to get involved in other things. So where is the line? Where is the boundary? And which topics aren't they allowed to get involved in? Yeah, look, we do have an audio of Barnaby Joyce speaking at a pro-life protest down there in Sydney to a very hostile crowd that was obviously on Barnaby's side of thinking and they were very happy with what he had to say. Let's take a listen now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's so important. I am not here to try and espouse a religion. I'm not here as saying I'm some saint. I'm here because I'm trying to argue to those people on logic. The logic is, it is ridiculous to think that in an arbitrary time of three months, a person who can be born any time of three months can be killed. It is just philosophically wrong. This fight goes for three weeks, it goes for three months, it goes for three years, it goes for 300 years because it is right that a person's life should be protected. All the best and God bless and keep fighting. Yeah, look, it brings up a whole lot of things I've done, it, Pete. It, it's it sure does. It sure does. Look, Barnaby feels very passionately about that, obviously. Yep. And I, d- I think he's getting a bit of a bad rap in the press about that, really. But he's using his profile to push his personal agenda. And look, that thing was a conscience vote anyway, so he's entitled to do to play that any way he wants, I guess. And he's figuring, well, he is one of the more high-profile people in the nation, and he can he can push that point of view better than most people. So he felt like he had to get involved in that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the state member had a different opinion on that. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You spoke to him the other day? I spoke to Kevin Anderson as well. Look, I was speaking more about... The, look, Kevin, Kevin, I thought, played it very well. He just did a poll on his Facebook and voted that way. So yep. he's he's come out clean no matter what. So he can't be criticised in any way, shape or form. So he kind of uh, abdicated that decision to the people, if you like, or the people who have Facebook. Um, so, you know, it, uh, at least Barnaby made a stand on it, I reckon. But, uh, yeah, I had both of those fellas on the show last week and I'm getting a little bit of frust- frustration around the $75 million and the other $75 million and who's doing what to who. And it just seems like I'm getting one answer from one and a different one from the other. So uh, we're, we're just trying to get to the bottom of that even now. So we'll, we'll, we'll lock horns again next <laughs> week on that. I think we've got a little bit of audio from the Kevin Anderson one. So let's have a quick listen to that and maybe listen out for how he signs off at the end. You can't build a dam if you don't have a plan. Basic, very basic. So what we're saying, help us release some of that money that you've been sitting on for the last five years. Release some of that money. We can start the planning process. We'll do the same, and then we'll start uh, looking at what we've got to do. Council have almost finished the geotechnical work around the site in front of Dungown Dam, the old Dungown Dam, and we're saying we need some more money to be able to look at what we've got to do to get the environmental impact statement, as well as then look at detailed design and what the dam is going to look like. So you need funds to do that. Mm-hmm. We're ready and willing and able to do that, and we've written to the um, uh, uh, Prime Minister, Michael McCormack, our Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack. I mm-hmm. went to Canberra as well to see if we could release some of those funds. You actually need some working capital to get the job done. It's common sense, it's 101 stuff, and they mm-hmm. should release it. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time, Kevin. A fired up Kevin Anderson, I'd have to say, this morning. <laughs> well, mate, I've got the flu and I'm a bit cranky because some <laughs> things are moving a bit too slow for my liking. They should. Some people should just concentrate on what they're doing in their own backyard rather than going elsewhere to stir up trouble.
Well, what do we make of that last little comment, Pete? I think that was exactly what I was just saying there. <laughs> I think he's saying, Barnaby, you get your house in order and I'll look after mine and uh, never the twain shall meet. <laughs> so um, they're both saying something about $75 million and I, I don't understand. Kevin says he's pushing and pushing and pushing uh, Melinda Pavey to get that $75 million. Uh, Barnaby's saying the $75 million sitting there. All we've got to do is we're waiting for New South Wales to, to put their money up and, and then it's away. So... You know, the answer's a pineapple at the moment. I, I can't work out who's who. Toing and froing and all in the meantime, there's no action happening out at the Dungowan Dam, Tim. Yeah, no, look, and if council's done the geotech, you'd be Cole Murray and, and the council staff and councillors sitting there going, um, can you guys just agree on something? We, we yeah, just want exactly. to do something, you mm. know. We're, we're thinking it's pretty, uh, it's pretty much two years. We've got two years to do something serious here to drought-proof the place. We want to go to 100,000 people. We've got infrastructure in place. We've got projects happening. There's a lot of construction. Uh, targets are there. We're going to put trees into Fitzroy Street. Wow. Um, we're a city. We are a city. Like, mm. and We need more water. We do, and uh, we really need that pipeline to just get moved up and continue happening. And uh, Well, look, this toing and froing, it's, it's not good fun for everyone involved, but the... Uh, you know, Barnaby Joyce, while we're on the topic of Barnaby, a very interesting read in the Northern Daily Leader, Tim. Yeah, look, say so and I'll go. Um, good headline, very, very creative. Uh, doesn't mean I think he'll leave Parliament if he go independent. They've talked about the independent New England region before. I think there's a flag floating around somewhere for it. Um, slight more majority, minority, majority. What are we thinking, boys? Will he go? Will he stay? Will they... Oh, I think he's just saying, quiet boys, I don't think they want him to go. I think no. he has got a bit of a profile there. I don't think he's got any intention of becoming an independent anytime soon. Uh, but it's just a, a bit of a, you know, an ultimatum there in the paper. It's another headline, I guess. Well, if he's doing this in a party, I couldn't imagine what type of left of field things he would bring if he has nobody looking over the top of him. Yeah, no, I don't want to go. I don't even want to think about that. I mean, you know, the state chair, Andrew Fraser, has come out basically and said, you know, we'll do the state stuff, you do the federal stuff. Um, Barrel- John Barillaro has come out and said the same thing. I think even Gladys Berejiklian said, you know, leave us to do what we do, you do what you do. And, and seriously, I think as a, as a voter, I'm not sure about you guys, I just want them to do their job. Correct. You, yeah, you know, correct. so if the federal guys levy, leverage some money for us, the state comes up and matches it, council can put it into play we just want water security that's all we want as a rate payer, that's Correct. all i want that's yeah. right we want a sod to be turned we want to see that there's something happening and there was another uh talk fest down at dubbo there last thursday and you know that, that it feels like we're just going to another round table another discussion another talk you know there's got to be a point where everyone gets in the room and says you know what this is actually a crisis and we need to move forward with something well, it's like we've been told to stand in a corner and it's a round room. Yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. it's just not going to happen, is it? No, no, exactly right. So, so let's, yeah. let's just move on, get it done. Yeah. And, you know, seriously, all these one-liners about mine's bigger than yours, which is basically what it's all about, I don't care who's got the biggest one, to be honest. Mm. I'm interested in a big checkbook that funds a project that solves a problem. Yeah. And one problem that was solved during the week, which is a, a fantastic news for everybody, particularly in regional Australia, was the reversal on the essential energies planned job cuts. Now, they were looking at cutting another 500 jobs, which would have equated to one in five regional positions. Essential energy has already cut over 2,000 jobs in the past nine to 10 years. So they're no stranger to it, but it was great to see John Barillaro in particular go into bat for uh, regional Australia. Australia and regional jobs? Well, he really had to, didn't he? I mean, it's a state-owned entity. 
um, and they're cutting jobs. So rationalise some other way <laughs> is the best way to do it um, or decrease the dividend paid to the state government. Correct, way that's you look right. At it. And when you're running a business, the thing is if you're going to cut staff, you can only do that once. Yep. It's a one-off saving and if you've still got those underlying problems in your business, you're not going to be able to cut staff again. You still need people to do that job and we've found over and over again in those large organisations, they cut staff, then they have to put on contractors to get that same work done. So it's not like those 500 staff in regional, in regional New South Wales are sitting around on their thumbs just waiting for something to do. They're actually doing stuff. They're keeping this, keeping the electricity grid running and, and doing the maintenance that needs to be done. So, you know, you take them out, there's going to be problems in other areas. And there's already some problems here, so it was already a bit mind-boggling with the um, proposition that we'd be losing more staff members. I think it came out in the same month that East Tenworth had their second blackout. Um, those blackouts were of a size of more than 1,000 homes losing power for a whole morning. And when I tell you what, when it's a cold winter's morning, that's when you need power the most. You got that right. <laughs> yeah, I look, and I think, you know, and again, it's a, it's a classic example of mine's bigger than yours. So it, it's like... Base load power supply, where's that come from at the moment? It's coming from coal-fired power stations. Be that right or wrong, we're not here to debate that. Mm-hmm. That's what gives us, at the moment, secure power. Alternate energy or, uh, gives us the other options to look at things. So solar's great mm-hmm. during daylight hours. Store it if we can. Nuclear, the conversation we've got to have is around nuclear or alternate energy. Mm-hmm. What is it? I don't know what it looks like, but at the end of the day, if it's cold, I want heat. <laughs> if it's hot, I want cool. I don't care as long as I can do that. Correct. That's exactly right. We're civilised, aren't we? That's (laughs) all we want to be. Well, I'm sorry, Tim, but you may not be able to. It may not be as easy as that moving forward because if it's hot, you want cold. One of the big problems on council's agenda moving into this summer is evaporative cooling, and that's that's a bit of a head scratcher itself, isn't it? That's all right. I got recycled. Yeah, mate. It's it's okay. It's all good. Recycled air and good solar panels, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And solar panels. (laughs) Yeah, and I got a swimming pool and I got a water tank, so I'm cool at the minute. Yeah, you're laughing. It's all good at my place. You're laughing, but look, planning ahead, but not everyone can do that. And we've got to look yeah, at the many, you know, right. like, so we do need a swimming pool open. Yep. Um, that's just, just a given. So council's got to, got to move that way. And uh, th- I guess we'd look at them as basic. Pete, would you say they're basic services, a swimming pool? I think it's absolutely down? essential. So I discussed this on uh, my program earlier this week as well. The fact that kids have got to learn how to swim as well if you haven't got a pool there a lot of kids are going to miss learning how to swim and and we've seen how many drownings have happened across australia uh, in backyard pools and like because people aren't gonna aren't able to swim so if you take the public swimming pool out where do those kids learn to swim you know and and that's just one thing you know kids having somewhere to go in the summer you know 50 meters worth of relief from the heat you know it gets up to 40 around here um you you know if you can't go and have a swim and cool off Mm -hmm. you know so you know it's a it's a very serious subject i reckon you know and to not have a pool open i think i don't think it's an option I know the level five water restrictions prescribe that we don't have a swimming pool, but I think we have to think outside the square there and think of another way to get that operating. Uh, because it's also uh, sports, you know, like we've got water yeah. polo, the kids that go swimming, we've got some really good swimmers, really good water polo players. It's the opportunity to have some sort of activity, um, you know, rather than sitting around playing iPads. I mean, councils and, and even our local politicians, very anti-people playing, playing antisocial games, mm. which include iPads. So, or any devices, handheld devices. So if we want to get kids out doing something in summer and it's hot, swimming's the option. Exactly I, right. I couldn't agree more. One thing what may be 
and I'm trying to draw a silver lining to this cloud is if we do only have one pool facility open, it'll give the public and council a, a good idea about how they'll be able to manage one pool facility if they do go down that track with the aquatic centre in the future and just how much interest is shown in it from all of Tamworth to travel to the one place. You think it's planned then? You're now saying it's a conspiracy to have one pool open, Jack. Definitely not a conspiracy, but look, it'll be interesting because I often thought when the aquatic centre was proposed that, um, you know, it, a great move, but only having one pool facility in town is not the way forward. Well, and now technically there'll still be two because yeah. there is a gym in town with yeah, a swimming pool. Mm, mm. But all of a sudden we're now welcoming the idea of one pool facility, so a lot changes in a year in that sense. But... Yeah, look, it's it's great. It looks like council are going to go in that direction, and it's fantastic because I think we're all on the same page. It's a it's a necessity, particularly in a, a sporting town that's a very proud sporting town, and also on the fitness side of things, which you didn't you started to touch on, uh, Tim. You know, we keep hearing these headlines that we're one of the most obese cities in Australia or areas in Australia. So the last thing we want to be doing is taking more uh, options for fitness away as well. Yeah, look, we need sh- you know some shade otherwise, and some big shade structures. That could be the other thing that comes out of it. Maybe some big shade structures where per- personal trainers can go outdoors and do stuff, or people can train under shade, keep away from sun cancers. I'll tell you where they could train. They could train at the Fitzroy Street Plaza. Now, before I get into this story... <laughs> nice hey, segue, Jack. Well th- done. Thank you very much. You set it up for me. Um, <laughs> you, you bowled the beamer. I hit it for six. Before I get into this one, Pete, uh, you... First look at Fitzroy Street Plaza um, coming from out of the town into the town. What did you think of the space? It is a very open space. And look, coming from the Central Coast, they've struggled with the same sort of thing in Gosford uh, for many, many years. And I think they've just about got the balance right now. I think the shade's a great idea. I think having a space where people can walk around, you know, I wouldn't be averse as well to making Peel Street a uh, shared zone. I know that there is a shared zone there on the Fitzroy Street uh, mall there at the moment. Um, But I think that's the way all cities are going. I think we could go around Cable Avenue or or Marius Street or one of those ones up and down there and just have that as a pedestrian uh, area all around. I know that's that's You do know in Tamworth if you can't park out the front of the shop or business you're going to, there isn't enough parking. You do know that, don't you? Ab- absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I know just, that. Just so. thought I'd float that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true, true. Uh, look, th- this is just as a as a uh, as an outsider looking in, if you <laughs> like. In rural towns, it may as well Armadale, be a- Armadale Mall is the death the death of the centre <laughs> of the town. Seriously. Yeah. So just okay. Throw yeah. Them yeah. In no. 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 That's a, ask me my opinion. I'm giving yeah. it. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no I would. I would think. And, and look, not knowing that, you know, that not knowing, and maybe that's a reason why we're all obese up here. You know, as we're driving everywhere and we get out and we we get into the shop, we get back into the car and drive off. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe <laughs> we make a maybe make a pedestrian mall out of it. It's it's certainly you drive there at pedestrian pace now anyway because every time someone wants to park, you got to wait for them yeah. to reverse in and and all that sort of stuff. So I thought it's you were going to go really drive. radical and say nose in park or something <laughs> I, I would take do that, that. <laughs> I, i'm still yet to perfect a reverse parallel park so my fitness myself is walking the extra distance to those shops on the uh, ch on pill side of pill street there but look it is great news from the fitzroy street plaza council will begin works on eight hundred thousand dollars worth of upgrades to what they're calling finish the fitzroy street plaza now that will predominantly be uh involve extra seating and shade in the form of both living umbrellas and plants mature trees however the big question it was the question yesterday at the media was why wasn't it done in the first place uh it thought it was quite a simple one but it's 
can't complain too much because council have finally started to listen to the people. It was very interesting to get Brent McAllister's uh, uh, take on this. He's the director of planning and here's what he had to say at the announcement. Well, it was always planned to finish the works with more shade and seating. And what the works are all about is creating fantastic shade and seating for the plaza. Uh, we've got events coming up in October and of course the festival and we're keen to have it all in place for the festival in particular. At the end of the day, the bulk of the issues really were around shade and seating. Um, if you want to have events here, you want to have a place of celebration and meeting, you've got to have comfortable seating and you've got to have shade. So, uh, particularly in the festival where there's a very hot period, um, having that shade is critical. There were some issues around uh, nighttime lighting and public art, but they will be addressed later on. So, what do you guys make of that then? I think it's a, it's the right idea, but like you said there, I think it should have been done to start with. We shouldn't be having even having this discussion because that's how it should have been built in the first place. Uh, we know this place gets hot. We know this place uh, needs shade. Why wouldn't you build a, a thing like that with shade in it in the first instance rather than having to go back and do it now? And you know, when you get your three quotes and you take the cheapest one, sometimes uh, you don't get the job done right. Yeah, yeah that's water, it. shade, seating. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's what it needed all the way. Correct. Through. Yes. Uh, Tim, what's what's your take on that saying? It was always part of the plan. I'd like to see the original plan that shows that in there. Yeah, right. I think the conceptual designs may have had it in there. Yeah. But, you know, and Pete's been rubbing his fingers together and money, and money's probably what drove it in the first place. There was a lot of infrastructure under the ground that had to be done in Fitzroy Street, so there was a lot of stuff under the ground in relation to um, water and other services. So that was a big part of the original design. It flows nicely now. I don't know how you feel about it, Pete, but it flows nicely in a bicentennial park, in my opinion. Mm. I think it does yeah. too. I agree with you, Tim. It yeah. just needs mm. some some water, some mm. shade, yeah. and some seats. What I would yeah, like exactly to right. now exactly see right. with it is I would like to see some of the businesses on that strip come to the party now. Uh, the, you know, we, we have some restaurants who aren't using outdoor seating, and I think in some of that would be a fantastic move. And the Tudor, uh, no, it's the post office there, would love to see the idea of possibly some outdoor TVs in the summer as well. A great place to sit in the evening and watch your big bash and so on. Yeah, but who pays for, you know, do they pay for that space that they're then utilising? Because yeah. that's, yeah. at the moment, that's a, it's not their space. Yeah. It's space they can use, but should they be paying a fee for that space? Yeah, I'm not sure what the way around that is, but I know Brisbane have one which they do well with that type of setup in their sh shopping street. It's a pedestrian-friendly area and you can stop you know with a mister have a drink and watch some tv as you continue your shopping so yeah like there was the one there's one in perth too i was over there a few weeks ago and there's a great big tv three-sided tv screen in the middle of a in the middle of a basically an outdoor seating area out there it's a, it's a very similar sort of thing to what you're talking about it'd be very handy just even in country music when you see such crowds in there and in country music, Pete, your your wish does come true where they do cut off Pill Street. So you might just be walking Only around. part of it. There you go. <laughs> you could, could be walking around maybe just nudging the mayor and a couple of councils going, oh, what, what do you reckon? Yeah, can I say it's not, it's not as busy as it used to be and there's two reasons for that. One, we don't like walking. And two, <laughs> and two, and two it's so hot and words in, in between hot that we can't use on this podcast, but it is that hot. People go look for air-conditioned premises. Mm. And yeah, there well, are so exactly many more right. air-conditioned premises. The festival in 48, 47 years has changed significantly in, mm. in the space it covers, and there's more air-conditioning. People 
are, you know, a lot softer than they used to be. Well, let me ask you this. Have you heard of Lime Scooters? Yeah. <laughs> I saw them over in the US recently and people just whizzing around on those little scooters, you know, that's, yeah, that's uh, perfect. It, I don't, you don't really have to interesting walk. about the people who aren't on the scooters who may be damaged, I mean, a la the, the gopher in New Zealand. Um, yeah, I don't know what you both right. thought of that, <laughs> but you, know, you can imagine these scooters cutting off the odd walking person. Kids are around the street, little kids walking. The parental supervision would have to be a lot stricter than what it is now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think with the country music crowd as well, they'd probably prefer to bring their horses to town than a scooter or something. Yeah, we might have we might have an issue with yeah. Well, can you drive one of those? What's the legal limit? <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, yeah. You, 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 RBT, you know, you push bike police going around, absolutely. pulling up scooters, yeah, and, and testing RBTing <laughs> scooters. <laughs> Good thought, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to trying to work out how we're going to if we don't want to walk, what do we do? <laughs> I'd love you to put that one to uh, Mayor Carl Murray the next time you have him on your morning show, Pete. Well, maybe we take a leaf out of those little push bikes with the, the rickshaw, you know, the, the, in the back. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> ride around a few. There was a few of those a couple of years ago. Yeah, Horse yeah. drawn's another option, which comes back to the country music options, another option. Uh, lots of options. But, uh, you know, if you go horse drawn, horses have this tendency to do stuff. They do. And it, it's, um, that becomes a WHS issue. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this space. Uh Speaking of watching this space, the ALEC is going to host the second Tenworth show out there at the ALEC, the 146th Tenworth show, all up in an exciting person to open it with uh, the Governor-General of Australia. The High profile, honor- not exciting. Mm. Yeah, I haven't heard him speak, so I'm guessing... High profile. Not the most riveting yet. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say exciting <laughs> either, no. no. High profile. Nice guy. High profile. <laughs> nice guy. High profile. The yeah, Honourable exactly. yeah. David Hurley will be out there. So, look, it, it's, a, it's a big coup for the show and uh, really exciting to see how that show progresses into that space at the ALEC only being in their second year out there. Yeah, look, I think as long as they go with an open mind and they don't, you know, we want, we want, we want, we'll be fine. I think that's how it works, but um, it's got to be an open mind. There's got to be a lot of give and take, and a lot of volunteers. And people don't own that space. It's a it's a it's a space mm. that council built for use, and there's got to be a commercial return. So, yeah, we want, we want. Mm. Well, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Yep. So, look, there's nothing better than a country show when you when it all boils down. Is there the Sydney Royal Easter Show has has just become something you just don't want to go to now but you get out to some of these regional shows they're they're what the sydney royal easter show used to be years and years ago so i'm really looking forward to it personally to get out there and uh, have a walk around and see what's happening there and few, the dog been cancelled sorry a few were cancelled though remember your Corinna show was cancelled yeah look Corinna show was cancelled for the first time in over 100 years last time and we see that with a lot of the horse events they can't get the cattle for those but the, the show this year will have a camp draft section which is an yep, incredible I, I saw they're going to band together incredible few, feat in few, itself cattle from a few different people so that's great yeah, no yep. it's brilliant so look uh, it, it's good to see and uh, a lot of the country shows that missed out last year have you know put their heads together and worked out how to get them back up and running this year but make sure you get out to that one I'll be going straight for the Dagwood dog stand personally really Gee, Jack you young bloke <laughs> Yeah, I think steak sandwich at Agquip sounds <laughs> yeah. much better. A steak sandwich at the show sounds much better. Than I honest, think Jack. yeah, just about anything. Yeah, you got to go. Fairy the... floss, even <laughs> you know, like Siri. Go straight to the Dagwood Dog and then straight to the Quickie Stand. <laughs> as long as there's plenty of tomato sauce, Pete. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I look forward to catching you guys out there. But that pretty much wraps us up, Pete. Thank you so much for joining us on oh, the absolute pleasure. Podcast. Next next time, nobody wants to turn up. I'll do it again. <laughs> sounds <laughs> well, good. I, I, well, before we go, Pete, um, sport 
you've been around now and, and seen a bit of the local sport. Obviously, the Thunderbolts Absolutely. didn't yep. quite get the the biscuits or the chocolates. No, or the that was that was unfortunate. But the uh, the sport around here goes okay for a country town. I think it goes great. I've been out to watch a couple of rugby league games. I went out and watched uh, a young fella in goals for Tamworth FC a few weeks ago playing against. Uh, I think it was North Armadale, yep. was it? Yep. The Reds, whoever they were, yep. and uh, they look like a, a shoe in for the grand final to me. I think Tamworth FC. Uh, they've got a very solid back line there with Troy Harefield and his partner in crime there in the middle. Yeah. Uh, tough, t- couple of very hard blokes uh, and a very talented goalkeeper, I thought. Yeah, well, I think so. He's well-bred anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's my tip for the grand final, obviously, the the, the uh, North Tamworth Bears. I was up there at the uh, in the Jimmy Lease bar up there at their home ground a couple of weeks They're ago. They're a team and a half, though. I mean, they seriously, are. they've they now are. got... They've now got our very own immaculately uh, hair styled, I guess we call him, do we? James Cooper is on the bench. Oh, is he, is he benching? Is he now? He's, on, he's oh, benching. Well, that right. shows the strength yeah. of a team then with our uh, Coops coming off the bench be threatening. But he does do the media afterwards, so yeah, yeah. hair and makeup <laughs> are always perfect. Interesting, the news went with an angle. Uh, is it bad for the competition or good for the competition? I happen to think, yeah, from a fan of another team, it's not fantastic, but it generally does pull the talent and uh, standard does up, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely get a dominant but team there. They're there to, to knock see. off. Good to see that the other team's making positive comments, whereas in other some other sports, mm. one should remain nameless, they make negative sports about uh, comments about the team that's mm. up the top of the tree. You yeah, know, yeah, like seriously... Get up and knock them off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do something about it. Don't sit there. Crendall FC should just get in the Premier League and yeah. do something positive. Exactly <laughs> right. The Not other sport thing I just won't. wanted to touch on quickly, Tim, uh, was the Tamworth Jockey Club. Um, they've got the the big Cosy Osco. Yeah, and they've run uh, out of fuel. Syndicate, syndicate that has. Uh, oh yeah, they ran out of fuel. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Um, but they've got the big syndicate going for the Cosy Osco draw. There, we've got plenty of local horses here. Uh, Sun Craze heads them up, of course. Something people in the syndicate already. Correct. Uh, yes. Three hundred and twenty or something like that uh, tickets or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it should be a, a really big opportunity. Sun Craze, Burning Crown. Yeah, you'd like to think, you know what will happen? Katie Morgan will pull a horse from left field yeah. and, and it'll beat everything. <laughs> well, let's hope it and happens. That's an unbiased great, comment. It would be great to have another Tamworth champion down there and Sun Craze went uh, within an ace of it last year, didn't she? Melanie's horse yeah. and uh, hopefully it happens again. But yeah, if you want to get, in, get involved in that, I'm going to go get involved in that syndicate. I reckon it's a fantastic thing. It's a good thing to do and, and sport in general is a good way to relax. It is. Well, I'm thinking of going to go and watch Jack play. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to relax. We'll just go to sleep. Gives yeah. you much more confidence about yourself and your own, uh, <laughs> your own abilities, I should say. I'm going to go and put a multi on for Tamworth FC and the North Tamworth Bears to both win. I'll take your advice, and we'll probably pay between them about a dollar twenty. I would think at yeah, best. Dollar ten. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's right. But you know what? It's better than bank interest. <laughs> and, and what I would do if you really want to get some increased devalue in that is throwing in the ladies' league tech team from the North Tamworth Bears because they're an absolute moral. They are undefeated as well. Interestingly enough, they were undefeated last year, Pete, and lost in the grand final. So I think oh, they're really? a little bit more focused mm. come around this time. Yeah, no, look, Coops is there to give them tips now on um, hair and makeup because he's the co-coach. And they're giving <laughs> Coops tips on how to play? Yeah. Awesome. Well, Kimberly Resch would be, and she should be actually improving Coops' game. No, look, it's a it's a fantastic club, and uh, I'm trying to move on. Tim, it's a fantastic club, and uh, yeah, they've they've been brilliant this year. I think their uh, under 18s are also uh, top of their competition as well. well. We'll help him out. It's good night from me, and it's good night from him. I'll see you all later. Thank you so much for joining in, and that one was brought to you by Super Steel Tamworth. <laughs>